I'm Anne Morrison and I live in Forth on the northwest coast. Originally from Glasgow, Scotland, um, but yeah, the northwest is now my home. I hadn't really spent any time on the northwest coast when I first came to Tasmania in the mid-90s. I was based in Hobart. I came out to do a, a six-month residency at the School of Art in Hobart as a visiting artist in residence, through, funded through the Scottish Arts Council, and six months in Canberra. And um, I was... Um, I had an amazing sort of productive um, year working as a visual artist and engaging with the community at the art school and then um, went travelling around Australia and elsewhere in Tasmania but never really spent much time on the north coast um, but the southwest coast and all over Tasmania really but for some reason not the northwest coast but I did meet my, um, a few years later, long story, came back, ended up going back to Scotland and then back out to Australia and worked for another few years at the art school um, doing um, the first studio-based PhD, a bit of a guinea pig. And uh, when I came back, I met my husband today, Troy Ruffles, and uh, and he's from the northwest coast. So oh, many years went by. We lived in Hobart and um, my husband, um, grandmother, had this little tiny cottage that he used to love escaping to from his brothers and just Loved to spend time with his grandmother in this little cottage in Forth, and that's where we're living now after she passed away. And um, Troy asked me to go and spend some time there and whether I'd consider living there. And we fell in love with, well, I fell in love with the coast and that little corner of the world. And uh, we carved out a life up on the north. So after many years of south and elsewhere, we've lived in other countries around the world over time but yeah we've found this little place that we call home yeah the cottage was um, built in about 1870s a bit ramshackle the first thing we did was build a studio so we both we've got that space and time to create there and space to create as an artist I've lived in cities where it's you know yes you've got the advantage of having all the cultural um, uh, your museums and galleries and everything on your doorstep um, and maybe you have to go you know exploring a little bit further yes we have our regional spaces which are wonderful but you know Melbourne's only a hop skip and a jump across the Way and we have such an amazing, rich array of artists here and institutions where there's so many exciting things happening in Tasmania. Nothing's that far away. Glasgow's far away from where I am in Forth, and that's hard with family being there. But um, we're living in a little corner of the world that just seems right for us here now at this moment in time. As much as I love the heart of Glasgow, and the time I had in London, I couldn't imagine bringing up uh, my daughter in those cities. I love that we can walk to school and sometimes we'd follow our neighbour who would take the kids down on the horse, down the hill, over to the school. We'd talk to the cows and the sheep and yeah, I don't know, you're always searching for places where you feel, yeah, can sort of um, inspire or feed your soul and yeah. Things that I've come across or experienced is um, a kind of division between the north and the south and um, a perception of uh, how I think like northwest coast seems to get bashed a fair bit in terms of, you know, um, unemployment and, you know, just people, just generational um, unemployment and um a lot of complex factors and I just I guess having a daughter here I want her to be proud of um, 
you know, where she lives and, and the people up here and who she's met and what she's learned. And, um, and so I guess doing this project, we're trying to sort of dig out, uncover um, all these little gems of stories of people that and she's part of that story and, and just create that awareness and just beyond the Northwest Coast and, and say, look, what's happening here? You know, and look, it's not that one-sided perspective. It's, yeah, um, there's so much happening and so many amazing people have hailed from this corner of the world and who are drawn to this little corner of the world and who live here today and who go away and come back and, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and in my memory of your story, like wanting to do that for your daughter was also when wanting to do that for our, our daughters so that, you know, even from a young age, they were hearing those stories and having that conversation and knowing that it's just not out there. Like the amazing, inspiring women are not just out there somewhere, but they're, they're actually here. here. Yeah. yeah. And they're mm. all around and... Some, being someone who grew up on the northwest coast and had that experience of thinking, you know, I have to go out there to do something interesting or become somebody who I want to be. Um, and then coming back as an adult and moving back here five years ago and coming to know that there are so many amazing people hidden everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just want to be sharing those stories. Yeah. Um, and and changing that narrative, not just for I think for the northwest coast that can be a narrative not just for girls but for the whole uh, the whole community that you know you, you have to leave to do something and sometimes you do have to leave but yeah. there's lots of people that have left and come back as well who have um, done amazing things. Yeah. So it was it was really about shining a light on what is already happening um, and that's certainly been the experience hasn't it like we're just uncovering story after story of amazing people that live here or are connected here or have been inspired by the northwest coast and i think having a, a daughter who's um 12 years old um and i was trying to explain the conversation that jesse and i were having and um wanting to uh, celebrate all these you know amazing interesting stories of women on the coast um my daughter actually said to me but there's not really I don't really know anyone mm. on the coast that's doing amazing things I don't like yeah I think she met Amy Cure came to the school and gave a talk so maybe sports um, women are profiled but sort of in terms of the arts and mm. science and all these other areas I just felt I wanted to sort of um, shine yeah shine a light on you know on yeah, as you say, these amazing women that my daughter didn't know about it. Mm. So, and we spoke about, um, we got that, we came across the book. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it called? The Good Night Stories for, for Rebel, Rebel Girls. Girls. And we yeah. both bought this book for our daughters. Yeah. And it's, shy, it's a book that, um, you know, each night you can read this little story. Um, and there's a beautiful portrait that an artist created of an amazing women, you know, from across the centuries, from all over the world. Mm. And I think in a way we spoke about wanting to try and create something like that, yes. focusing on women on the Northwest Coast. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess another thing that came out of that is just that diverse um, 
or broadening the concept of what it means to be successful or inspiring as well beyond the sort of traditional you know tropes of what what that can look like which is also a really um enriching well certainly for me a really rich conversation after we'd been talking about this for a while and we had some ideas of what we'd like it to look at we did approach 10 days as a festival that felt like their values and their where the direction they were heading in sort of resonated with the type of project we were we were um, endeavoring to and particularly focusing on the regions that's right yeah and with their shift of their headquarters to Burnie in the northwest and we um, had a meeting with the artistic director and the CEO and we did have a pitch but we didn't have to deliver it because it took about two minutes for them to say yes we we love this you to be part of the project and it's been a very collaborative process since I think the pro- that what their goals were for the festival going forward and what our goals just aligned beautifully and so and we did take that book with us um, um, good night stories for rebel, rebel girls, girls and um, had that on the table at the cafe mm-hmm. and you know said in that sense this is what we'd like to you know try and not recreate that but the inspiration of that if it's possible to try and, um, yeah, create something similar. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, find a space to um, to tell these stories yeah. um, and celebrate the stories from women and girls on the Northwest Coast. The challenge then of having all this, um, seeing, seeing something that we were really passionate about doing, creating this community conversation inviting creatives into that space has been how do we how do we limit that project actually what what can we do that's achievable that um that points to and and encourages this conversation without it just um (laughs) exploding and and that's been the challenge the whole way how do we um sort of bring it into Um, a manageable it, well, just a little, event, like it's almost a window we're trying to create into a conversation that can then have a life of its own. Yeah. From the initial conversation between us, we've the projects expanded to include five primary artists, and together we're working on creative response that will be an invitation to the broader community to tell their stories. So. Um, yeah, I think it's important that it's not we're not creating this definitive body of work that talks about the inspiring people on on the northwest coast. It's about um, creating a space that people can tell their stories about who inspires them um, and start something that can take on a life of its own. Hopefully, I think that if it's successful, that's what it will look like. Yeah. Um, so there, there's the five key contributors, which is Anne and myself, Lisa Garland, Elizabeth Taylor, Esther Campion. Campion. That's five. That's yeah. five. And a lot of other key participants. participants. Um, but looking at multiple ways of telling story too through um, oral storytelling, um, through visual visual writing writing um, more 
um, creative uh, letter writing and collage and that kind of thing. So there will be a exhibition at the Devonport Regional Gallery in the Paranapple Arts Centre, but also workshops and opportunities on the weekend starting on the 8th of March for people to come in and participate in that and make a contribution towards that. And engage with the key participants, um, you know, who will be um, facilitating potentially writing workshops. Um, visual arts workshops etc over the duration of the the event mm. I guess the unfolding um, where you know I've, I've, I have a sketchbook where I've sort of written down gathered stories and, and it unfolds like a sort of tapestry or a blanket or a um, what's the word I'm looking for stitching together a patchwork quilt sort of thing mm. um, yeah I think that's sort of a metaphor for how yeah. you know we're n- we don't have a clear vision of how the outcome yeah. of bringing all these stories together will be but we have a sense of yeah that organic process, process yeah. that will um uh, so if we run with that we're hoping that there will be yeah an interesting kind of space that's created for people to contribute and add to and stitch into yeah i think that it's important that it's not um What's the word? There is no um, finish point. It need it, there will always be gaps that, and there needs to be for the new stories and the new people that we haven't yet met or discovered or heard about for other people to come in and fill in those gaps. But also that it can be a, expand beyond this iteration of the project, but yeah. also beyond this space um, to other communities and other spaces and join in with that bigger conversation um, that's happening happening globally about what um, women and girls are doing. Well, my name's Jessie Pangus and I am an artist and I live in Gawla, just behind Olveston on the northwest coast. I was born here and I lived the first five years of my life here, which turns out to be the longest time I've ever lived anywhere. And both sets of my grandparents lived here and it was the place we'd come for Christmas holidays. And so I have good memories of those summer holidays with cousins and raspberries and beaches and my grandparents who I loved. But then my nuclear family, we traveled all over and um, internationally uh, and Even though we did have that family tie, I never felt connected personally. And it wasn't until about five years ago when I had my own little nuclear family and we had sort of run out of options in our current lifestyle. And we sort of rolled back here to the family farm for some rest and refreshment and we haven't left. So this is actually, what is it now, November? It's actually five years since that happened, so I'm just about to step into the longest period of my life ever in one place, and it's back where I started. So um, I really thought about being connected to place in that time and having that desire now that I'm in my 30s to put down roots and to sort of... It's not that I wasn't connected, it's just that I didn't acknowledge it um, and actually this is where I belong and this is where where I 
come from and so it's almost a remembering and uh, um, an owning of place rather than a conscious choice so that's been a really beautiful gift I think of coming back and I never thought I never imagined I'd live here but now my children are going to the same school that I went to prep in and we're actually living in the house that my grandfather built for my nana so I was born there my father grew up there now my my children are growing up there so it's pretty special (laughs) so my mum and dad live next door there's two houses the original original farmhouse and the one that my pop built for my nana in the 50s which we're in so yeah and my pop was quite well known in the region I only knew him as my pop but everyone else knew him and kind of had that um, presence as a you know Tasmanian family so but that's all new to me I'm happy just being there and seeing the trees that my nana planted and um, eating the fruit off the trees in the orchard and things like that for a long time my life revolved around saving up enough money and trying to find an excuse to not be here um, and another uh, I was actually in India with my husband and I was trying to convince him why we should live in India not Australia and we were there with some uh, indigenous elders and one of them was from the Torres Strait and she said why are you in India you should be you should be in your own place you should be getting to know Australia and you should be getting to know your own backyard and so we actually made a decision then we were in Delhi and we decided okay the next trip we're going to do is to go to the Northern Territory because even though we'd come to Tassie I hadn't really I disowned Australia as my place and I hadn't really explored um, the broader picture of Australia and we did that and so we ended up um, living in a remote indigenous community in Arnhem Land in El- on Elko Island on a homeland in a tent with two small children for the four years before we came back here and that's when I learned what Australia was and what it meant to be Australian really not just the idea that's presented to us um, through school or through media but really what it meant to be Australian and I think that's what allowed me to own it because it was real and it was deep and it was very true Um, and I really am grateful for that um, that education in what it meant to belong to this part of the world having experienced so many different ways of living and different lifestyles I will never take for granted just the natural beauty of Tasmania our connection to the environment our fresh air the ability to grow our own food and all those kind of things are just mind-blowing every day for me now and I'm I'm very grateful for that to, to have that fresh in my mind forever I also am learning to really value the, the importance of place to identity and how um, I think I'm learning that you can only really become who you are by 
acknowledging and growing out of out of a rootedness in place to to your people and to and to the land and having a deep connection so I'm learning to embrace that and I love that about the northwest coast it sort of provides a mirror to look into your into your own self and who you where you've come from but also where you're going and who you who you can become and also living for a long time away from my people my family it's really lovely to come back to places that um they've nurtured and nurtured my life and now I can um, sort of pick that up and nurture my own children in that space and almost get to know them again get to know them through their gardens and through the things they valued and the reflection of them in in the environment I'm now in the world's so busy and complicated now I just uh, really value the space and the not not silence as in nothing's you can't hear anything but the the silence to think and to be and to unpack things without the hubbub of life and that's becoming increasingly rare and valuable in our world and this place is um, abundant in it so that's pretty special and it certainly provided that in this phase of our life when we've needed that that perspective yeah the flip side of that is finding ways to do what you want to do from here and that's something that we is a continual challenge for me so one of the um phrases I've been testing is everything you need is where you are and I believe it but it's all it's always a challenge and um, it's easy to think oh if only I was you know over there then I would be able to do this this and this but just learning and also trusting that can actually find a way to do those things right from here and and holding that tension there is something about it's and it's what this project is about there's so much richness here but um, because the population scattered it can be difficult to tap into that community strong and there's amazing diversity of life and experience here but finding those connection points and drawing out that richness I'd really is something I'd really love to see develop yeah I haven't quite figured out how to tackle that one but something maybe about not having those big cultural institutions and um, forums and platforms for sharing to be able to celebrate and find authentic ways to celebrate what is here and what is happening and for there to be that really robust dialogue between the northwest and the rest of the world the rest of the state and the rest of the world i think i feel that some of the dominant narratives say that the northwest coast is a place that you go if you're not doing so well or or if you don't have big ambitions and it's a place that you leave if you if you want to make it in the world so i'd really love to see that change and for people to be um be able to embrace 
this place as a, as a place to thrive in the world and to really see that dialogue between the global and local really strengthen and evolve and who knows what will come of that <laughs> that's what my hope is it will become more itself by being in relationship with others